and you heard our prophet, we have received our houses. Praise the Lord. Can you say I've entered? Hallelujah. The table is set. And there's a mighty, mighty supply. God is exceeding all our expectations. And we have been transformed to new men, new women. We sit on those thrones. Those thrones made of blood. Praise the Lord. Can you say I believe and I receive? What will I do without your love? I feel the warmth of your arms around me. Look what you have done already. So my eyes are open to see. My ears are open to hear. My mouth is open to speak about So we are here, isn't it? And God is here, and we have been blessed all morning, isn't it? Can you give the Lord a shout? Glory! So, so we are here. We are here to speak of God's love. That's what grace is about. Praise the Lord. God's overwhelming desire to treat us like we never sinned. His empowerment, out of mercy, He read down to us. I know because of that everything has changed. Stop putting it in the past. I'll be in the present continuous. Everything has changed. It changed over 2,000 years ago. And from day to day, we are discovering it. From day to day, we are taking it. And our eyes are open to see. Our ears are open to hear. And our mouths are open to speak about His love. That's what camp meeting is about. Praises to God. We worship Him. We exalt Him. There's none like Him. Praise the Lord. As I ministered in camp meeting in 2017, and this 2022, and this year there, there was there was something in my heart, you know, concerning people are being challenged. People are challenged. People people are afflicted. People are going through issues, tough time and when Rev declared that word that because the days are perilous, we need to continue in grace, I mean it did something in me praise the Lord Amen Hallelujah So I'm here as a comforter this morning, praise the Lord to give you the comfort I've received, praise the Lord Amen and we're going to be looking at victory in affliction victory in conflict because we have the victory did you hear me I said we have the victory I said we have the victory I said we have the victory I am not going to have the victory I will not be thinking about the victory can you say I have the victory right now so one more time POP very powerfully just one more time my eyes are open to see. Just one more time. see the deaf hear the dumb speak the lame walk terminal diseases are terminated forever the dead come back to life impossible things are made possible in the lives of those who are here and those online in the mighty name of Jesus and the lives of those who will ever hear the words that are being spoken in camp meeting 2022 in the mighty name of Jesus Christ we give you praise Lord I say we give you praise Lord I say we give you praise Lord I say we give you praise Lord I said, we give you praise, Lord. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, priest of praise. Thank you, Pastor Mecca. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, some days ago, I had a vision. 
And I thought it was for myself because I've been praying that I'll be a life wire for God. That everybody who connects to me are saved, they are healed. They speak in tongues, they are transformed, they are changed, they are helped. Praise the Lord. Acts 10, 38 says, Jesus went about doing good and delivering those who are oppressed of the devil. Because God was with him. Because God was with him. And God is with us. Praise the Lord. Amen. And in Luke 14, verse 12, it says, Because we believe in him, we will do the same works he did and greater. Can you say, I do the same works Jesus does? And greater. So I had this vision of an electricity grid. And it was talking about come meeting 2022. It was talking, talking about Savannah Ministries that we are like an electricity grid. And people are connecting to us and lighted up. And, and those are the words that have just been coming that everybody is on fire living come meeting. You are the, have become the solution now. You are the go-to person now. You are the one that people are seeking counsel. You are the one that they are putting on their boards. You are the one that they know that when you're on their team, success has come. And I saw this light chart through the cities. And I just kept on seeing light till it spread all over the world. So light has come, praise the Lord. Light has come. Light has come. Light has come. Praise the Lord. And again, I realized because I'll be speaking twice today and doing the leadership session. And I realized again that for this camp meeting, I'm speaking to believers. Praise the Lord. This is a believers meeting. And so, Reverend helped me. When is there talking about the student that was on campus but was never admitted? And we have people like that too in the barracks. They are all over the barracks. They can even command parade more than people. They can even iron the uniform and shine the shoes. But they are not military men. Praise the Lord. They will benefit of the accommodation and the light, but they will not benefit of the rewards. Praise the Lord. So if you are here and you are not born again, on-site, online, Jesus died for your sins. Stop procrastinating. Stop wasting time. There is no magic about it. Jesus has died for your sins. So all your sins are forgiven. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Jesus rose and God has declared you righteous. So if you are here and you are not born again, just receive Jesus. Praise the Lord. My sins are forgiven. God has declared me righteous. I believe in my heart and I speak with my mouth that Jesus is my Savior and Lord. She can now you are born again. Praise the Lord. So you are welcome to the club. Can we give God a shout? Somebody just got saved in their room. Somebody just got saved in their office. Somebody just got saved on the street. Somebody just got saved here. Give the Lord a shout. Hallelujah. And equally simple is the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. The Bible says this sign will follow everyone who believes. Do you believe? Then the baptism of the Holy Ghost is yours. So can you say right now? I believe. So I receive the gift that is mine, the baptism of the Holy Ghost, and I speak in tongues right now. Can we help them? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Psalm 73 from verse 1. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So don't be cut out. Don't be cut off. Like Reverend said, enjoy. Be involved. Can you say I'm involved? So from verse 1, message translation. No doubt about it. God is good. Good to good people. Good to the good-hearted. But I nearly missed it. Missing his goodness. I was looking the other way. Looking up to the people at the top. Envying the wicked who have made it. Who have nothing to worry about. Not a care in the whole wild world. Pretentious with arrogance. They were the latest fashions in violence. Pampered and overfed. Decked out in silk bows of silliness. Don't you love God's word? Can you imagine all these lovely things in God's word? They jeer using words to kill. They bully their way with words. They are full of hot air, loud mouths, disturbing the peace. People actually listen to them. Can you believe it? Like testy puppies, they lap up their words. What's going on here? Is God out to lunch? Nobody is tending the store. The wicked get by with everything. They have made it. Putting up riches. I've been stupid to play by the rules. 
What has it gotten me? A long run of bad luck. That's what. A, a slap in the face every time I walk out the door. If I'd given in and talked like this, I would have betrayed your dear children. Still, when I tried to figure it out, all I got was a splitting headache until I entered the sanctuary of God. Then I saw the whole picture. Oh, camp meeting is good for you, praise the Lord. Because in this camp meeting, you are seeing the whole picture. The slippery road you put them on with a final crash in a ditch of delusions, in the blink of an eye, disaster, blind curve in the dark, and nightmare. We wake up and rub our eyes, nothing. There's nothing to them, and there never was. And when I was beleaguered and bitter, totally consumed by envy, I was totally ignorant, a dumb ox in your very presence. I'm still in your presence, but you've taken my hand. You wisely and tenderly lead me, and then you bless me. You are all I want in heaven. You are all I want on earth. When my skin sags and my bones get brittle, God is rock firm and faithful. Look. Those who left you are falling apart, disaster, disaster, uh, deserters. They will never be heard from again. But I am the very presence of God. Oh, how refreshing it is. I've made the Lord God my home. God, I'm telling the world what you do. Praise the Lord. So, we're in that time that it seems that there is no use serving God. But there is. Because the end of the wicked is incomparable to the sufferings of the righteous. So if you think you are suffering anything for Jesus, I'm telling you it's incomparable to hell. Praise the Lord. And we have been pulled out of hell. Because what we have is eternity. And anybody that doesn't make it is doomed forever. And thank God that's not our case. Praise the Lord. And because it's not our case we should actually be rejoicing always. I'm telling you, the reason I rejoice always is that I'm born again. That I'm a child of God. Every other thing, uh, um, the degrees, the rank, the prosperity here, we, we know they take anything, go heaven. Praise the Lord. Amen. But we're using it here. Praise Jesus. Hebrews 11 from verse 1. Glory. Living Bible. What is faith? It is the confident assurance that something we want is going to happen. It is the certainty that what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we cannot see it up ahead. Men of God in days of old, women of God in days of old, we are famous for their faith. Verse 32. Praise the Lord. Oh, you have victory. Can you say, I have victory? Stop all this moroseness. You have victory. Amen. If you are not a big man, if you are not a big woman, if you didn't have treasures, the devil will not be on your case. Praise the Lord. Amen. But you are big. Can you say I'm big? Well, how much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories of the faith of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel, all the other prophets. Everybody went through affliction. Everybody went through challenges. Praise the Lord. And we shouldn't make it look like as if it's a big deal. And thank God I'm in Savannah Ministries. We don't. Praise the Lord. Amen. We treat money like dust here. We treat challenges like bread. We're, we're, we're mountain slayers. We're valley fillers. Making rough roads smooth, curved roads straight. We're on top of every situation. These people all trusted God and as a result won battles. Can you say that's me? Over true kingdoms, rule their people well, receive what God had promised them. They were kept from harm in a den of lions and in a fairy furnace. Some through their faith escaped death by the sword. Some were made strong again after they had been weak or sick. Others were given great power in battle. They made whole armies turn and run away. And some women through faith received their loved ones back again from death. But others trusted God and were beaten to death, preferring to die rather than turn from God and be free, trusting that they will rise to a better life afterwards. Some will laugh that, and they've laughed, but not anymore, praise the Lord. Can you say, I always laugh? And their backs cut open with whips, and others were chained in dungeons. Some died by stone, and some by being sawed in two. Others were promised freedom if they would renounce their fate. Then were killed with the sword. Some went about, you see, that, that's the whole thing, you know, to renounce your fate. That's the, all the um, house rent problem is just to, for... For Satan to laugh at you, that's all the school fees, all those problems. You don't get sick, that's just the issue. Some went about in skins of sheep and goats, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in dens and caves. They were hungry and sick and ill-treated. Too good for this world. Kai, you are too good for this world. No, you didn't hear me. You are too good for that, your office. 
I've received by two star. Let me not say the next thing. And these men of faith, though they trusted God and won his approval, none of them received all that God had promised them. For God wanted them to wait and share the even better rewards that were prepared for us. And that time has come. Because they were waiting for Christ. And Christ has come. Can you say, I take all? Romans 8. Romans 8 from 29. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, we give you praise. We give you praise. We give you praise. So, Romans 8 from 29. Can you say, I have the victory? Nothing beats me down. Nothing makes me cry. Can you say, I'm bigger? God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the outset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son. The son stands firm in the line of humanity he restored. We see the original and internal shape of our lives there in him. After God made that decision of what his children should be like, he followed it up by calling people by name. Reverend said that. After he called them by name, he set them on a solid basis with himself. And then after that, getting them established, he stayed with them to the end gloriously completing what he had begun. So, what do you think? With God on our side like this, how can we lose? If God didn't hesitate to put everything on the line for us, embracing our condition and exposing himself to the worst by sending his own son, is there anything else he wouldn't gladly and freely do for us? And who would dare tangle with God by messing with one of God's chosen? Who would dare even to point a finger? The one who died for us, who was raised to life for us, is in the presence of God at this very moment, sticking up for us. Do you think anyone is going to be able to drive a wedge between us and Christ's love for us? There is no way. Not trouble, not hard times, not hatred, not hunger, not homelessness, not bullying threats, not backstabbing, not even the worst sins listed in scripture. <laughs> they kill us in cold blood because they hate you. We are sitting dogs. They pick us off one by one. None of these phases us because Jesus loves us. Can you say Jesus loves me? I'm absolutely convinced that nothing, nothing living or dead, angelic or demonic, today or tomorrow, high or low, on Thinkable or unthinkable, absolutely nothing can get between us and God's love because of the way Jesus, our master, has embraced us. Can you say I'm loved? So we are more than conquerors, praise the Lord. And never accept that you did anything wrong. That is why afflictions come to you. That, that, that's my main trust in this message that is not because you did anything wrong. It's just because you are a child of God. Many are the afflictions of the... Not the people who did wrong. Did you hear me? Many are the afflictions of the... Not those who do wrong. It's because you are righteous. It's because you are holy. It's because you are blameless. It's because you are rich. It's because you are healed. It's because you have to be envied. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Romans 5. Tell your neighbor, I didn't do anything wrong. And this too shall pass. From verse 1. By entering through faith into what God has always wanted to do for us, set us right with him, made us fit for him. We have it all together with God because of our master Jesus. And that's not all. We throw open our doors to God and discover at the same moment that he has already thrown open his doors to us. We find ourselves standing where we always hoped we might stand, out in the wide open spaces of God's grace and glory, standing tall and shouting our praise. Can you say I stand in grace and I continue in grace? You didn't hear me, I stand in grace. And I, start, and I continue in grace. There is more to come. We continue to shout out our praise, even when we are hemmed in with troubles. Because we know how troubles can develop. And, oh, Reverend, so bless me. Develop passionate patience in us. And how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for whatever God will do next. In alert expectancy such as this, we've never left feeling shortchanged. Quite the contrary. We can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. So we stand in grace no matter what. And we continue in grace no matter what. Can you say I stand in grace? So, what's happening to you is simply a trial of faith because most times you have to, throw, you have to grow through the process 
And Reverend said that. What did Abel do to be killed? He was righteous. What did Naboth do to be killed? He was righteous. What did Uriah do? He was righteous. Praise the Lord. If you don't know about those people, read your Bible. Praise the Lord. What did Israel do in the time of Egypt? That a pharaoh that didn't know Israel or know Joseph came up and put them under bondage. Talking of almost 430 years. What did they do? In fact, they were the labor force. They were the ones that were transforming Egypt. They were doing Egypt good. So that you are doing people good doesn't change anything. What did Esther do? What did Mordecai do? Praise the Lord. So put your name there. What did you do? Nothing. Trials come into our lives to make us grow. And I've realized that on this earth, if you are going to be the kind of leader we should be, if you are going to be like Jesus, who was accustomed to the infirmities of the people, then you cannot escape affliction. You cannot escape challenges and trials. Because those are the things that will make you mature to be able to withstand everything. Those are the things that will make you a credible counselor to give comfort. Because the Bible says that because he comforted us, we use the same comfort to comfort others. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. What did the blind man do in Matthew 9? In fact, the, the, the disciples even suggested something. Is it, was it the parents' sin? Or was it his sin? And Jesus said, neither. <laughs> it's for the glory of God to be shown. Praise the Lord. So some will just hate you because of your looks. The way you like to dress like Pastor Duque. Or the way you make your hair. <laughs> That's why Pastor Duque told us to be willing to suffer small for what we believe. So suffer small for what you believe. Tell your neighbor. Tell, tell your neighbor. Suffer small for what you believe. Suffer small. Suffer small. Stop chickening out. Stop running elter-skelter. And Reverend Moses said, we need to be balanced in faith by simply taking God at his word. Praise the Lord. Beloved, there are trials of faith who is real. You see, I'm a soldier. On this earth, there are battles. And the challenge is that it is asymmetric. So it's not conventional. It's not an established army fighting against an established army where there are drawn battle lines, where there are no-go areas. No. In asymmetric warfare, there is no-go area. There, I mean, the, the enemy is dirty. So we enter a school filled with children and massacre them. It's asymmetric warfare. And, and, and the orchestrator of asymmetric warfare is the devil. That's why he barrages you with everything. Praise the Lord. But you have victory. Amen. Tell your neighbor, I have victory. Amen. So Reverend said the things we are in are perilous. <laughs> we must continue in grace. And I agree absolutely. So what is grace? God's overwhelming desire to treat us like we never sinned. From the day Kenneth Copeland said that, I've never forgotten that. And it is God's enablement or empowerment to live like him. That is why grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness and our hearts must be established in grace. So yes, we have unconditional forgiveness, but also we have the life of God to live. And it is time, you, you, you see, it is time for believers to start living like God upon the earth. It's time. Praise the Lord. Amen. When, when, when you, you, you go to the academy, uh, on, on the arc of the academy is... Uh, um, Road to general or welcome to generalship, something like that. I've even forgotten. Praise the Lord. I've been out of there since '94. But everybody that goes to, into the academy is trained, is mentored, is tutored to become a two-star general. You, you, you are you are unfulfilled as a military man, as a military officer, as a regular officer, if you are not a two-star general and above. Praise the Lord. Amen. And since I received Jesus 22 years ago, I've been exceptional. Top five in my course. Praise the Lord. Amen. Squadron leader to wing commander, I came first. Wing commander to group captain, I came third. Um, group captain to air commander, I came fifth. In the southwest, I've never been lower than first three. In fact, I was first for... Virtually every rank. Praise the Lord. Amen. And in 2021, very interesting year, my father passed in March, which was big. Praise the Lord. 
and we overcame that. We received the comfort of God. He said, I've gone ahead of you. I've, um, I will surprise you with my love, and money will not be an issue. Praise the Lord. And throughout the year, things that were happening that were interesting. And yours truly was in the regiment, or I'm in the regiment. The regiment is the ground combat elements of the country, of the Air Force. And um, what we do is protect our bases, airports, VIPs, and all that. So we're also fighting with the Army out there in the field. And I became director at a very young age in 2017. Don't mind me going back and forth. I just want to paint the picture for you. And in 2017, I became the youngest director, specialist director. And under my watch, I think there were about 2,000 regiment people. And by the time I was leaving in December 2019, based on words that had been spoken, particularly by Rev. Pastor Joe, that there was a double promotion for me, you know. By the time I was leaving in December 2019, the regiment had grown to 4,500. It was unprecedented. And what was interesting about this is that we were about one-fifth of the Air Force and all my men were trained in both, because we have three levels of training, basic, intermediate, and advanced. And we are, are trained all of them to intermediate level, so they were mission capable. Praise the Lord. And I was given a double promotion because I was now posted to be second in command at the Special Operations Command in Bauchi, and I was superintending over 17 units. And by the time we got there in January 2020, they were the worst command. In the first two months, we had made them the best command, and we sustained that record for 20 months. Again, I was involved in writing the base defense concept that transformed force protection in the entire country and stopped our bases from being attacked since 2013, meaning about nine, nine years. Praise the Lord. And then in September last year, 2021, I was posted to a remote unit. And it was shocking for everybody because this was promotion year. This guy had pretended over 17 units for 20 months. How could you be taking him to one unit? You know, and like David, it was like as if I was moving from chief of army staff to commanding a thousand, commanding a hundred. Praise the Lord. But because we know better, I got to Badagri and everything was not working. In fact, they had not had light six months out of eight months. Interestingly, Reverend was having miracle and healing convention in Lagos the weekend I reported. And we had been praying for about five days. And on the fifth day, there was a flicker of light. I went for the miracle and healing convention in Lagos and Reverend declared that there was a transformation. And as I got back, there was light till we left. Praise the Lord. Amen. In that period, we saved over 70 people, about 50 people in the prisons and 20 people in my unit. Because if you just buy a job, I'll just tell you Jesus or Gadroom. <laughs> it was so easy to win people. So we, we won over 70 people in Badagri. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and then I came for camp meeting and <laughs> camp, camp meeting was explosive. Praise the Lord. And, um, but something surprising because usually our promotion doesn't take long till usually November. Worst case scenario, end of November, our promotion had come about. It didn't come out. Come between, it didn't come out. And like that, like that. But on the 21st of December, promotion came out. And it was unprecedented because we had been praying from April the previous year, especially after the second crash. My, my fellowship, um, a long story about that group. So we had been praying. And I was even the one that prophesied that there will be an avalanche of promotion, harvest of promotion. <laughs> and on the 21st of December, 2021, the signal came out, unprecedented number, because the highest before then was 25. And in the last six years, the former chief had been promoting only 12, 12, 12, and I think he was forced to promote 16 the last time. But this new guy promoted 29. And out of 29, 15 were my mates. And out of the 15, seven were from Southwest. And yours truly's name was not there. My God. It, it, it was one of the most unbelievable things to ever happen to me. Praise the Lord. Amen. 
but we know what to do. Tell your neighbor we know what to do. Immediately I saw that signal, I just put off my phone. And I went to go and engage God. And I told God two things. I said, one, if it is you, I'm satisfied with your plans. But if it is man, they will feel it. Because you see, the church, it is time for militancy. The Bible says that we suffer, um, what was that word again? The kingdom of God suffered violence and the violence take it by force. But you know the beauty about us is that we do it in love. We don't do it to kill. Praise the Lord. Because if not everybody for don't die around me. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So tell your neighbor, refuse to be intimidated. So I got the gist later, and um, that's another story, but I did my negotiations, and I'm where I am right now. Praise the Lord. But why am I telling you this story? Stop being intimidated by challenges. You, you could have waited for it all your life. Does it matter? They didn't promote me, and so what? Efforts has not stopped. Armed forces has not stopped. If I put in my paper and go, they will promote others. But we take all. You go again. You believe again. You continue in grace. Because that's the stuff you are made of. You don't give up on your marriage. You don't give up on your children. You don't give up on your office. You don't give up on your ministry. You don't give up on your church. You believe again. And you continue in grace. Can you say you believe again? And you continue in grace. Because you have victory. Can you say, I have victory? I have victory. <laughs> we have victory. Blood has been shed. The, the victory we will get not be small thing. No? They put blood on the lintels in Exodus 12. And they took over Egypt. They, I mean, the Bible says that they dismembered Egypt. In 2 Kings 3, God told the children of Israel to go and fight the Moabite king. This man sacrificed his son. It was an indignation against Israel. They had to stop the battle. Praise the Lord. Thank God for Revelations 12, 11. <laughs> Thank God for Revelations 12, 11. The Bible says we have overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. And we keep saying what God has done for us. Put easy English there. Can you say I have overcome? overcome? By the blood of the Lamb and the word of his testimony. And I keep saying what God has done for me. So what, what have I learned? I'll get there. But like Reverend said, do you know there is a plan? Because about two months to that time, now I know it's God. I kept on hearing, if you are not promoted, what will you do? My first response is, I will kill them. But with time, I said, I will worship. Praise the Lord. Amen. I asked someone for his plans at the beginning of 2022. And he said he was looking unto God when I know he's not. I know he's not. You see, God is not abstract. You know, we're trying to make God look like as if he's abstract, as if he doesn't hear us, as if he doesn't know what he's doing. And thank God, I mean, you need to go and get that opening message, that charge by Reverend again. It's just, it just did me good. So he's a living and extremely intelligent being, and Reverend said he's meticulous. So he hears and he speaks. When you look up to God, your life will be a wonder. So even in affliction, your life will be a wonder. Even in those challenges, your life will be a wonder. And my life has been a wonder this last 11 months. Thank God for my wife. Thank God for my children. Thank God for my church. Thank God for my pastors. Thank God for the words that have been spoken. Praise the Lord. Because you will know what to do like Jesus. That's why your life is a wonder. You will know what to do. And by the time you are living here, you will know what to do like Jesus. And what to do is just to look to Jesus. If you if you're not listening to continuing grace that um, Reverend preached before come meeting, go and look for it. Build, it's just to depend on God. Can you say I depend on God? And He will guide you, He will help you. Praise the Lord. But you must be tenacious and make God and His word your only option. You know, the challenge is that even believers are not making God and His word their only option. Give me Matthew 15, message translation from 22. Glory. 
you see, God must be your only option. His word must be your only option. Kalo Kalo with God cannot work again. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Can you say God is my only option? His word is my only option. And that's why I'm here in camp meeting. And I'm happy for you. Praise the Lord. So from verse 20, okay, um, let me read from 21 here. From there, Jesus took a trip to Tyre and Sidon. They had, had they arrived, when a Canaanite woman came down from the hills and pleaded, Mercy, Master, and Reverend made us to, to declare, Mercy, Son of David. Mercy, Master. You, you see, eh, life is not about merit. I reeled out merit for you. Beloved, I get married to. I have a BSc in mathematics. I have two masters. I have a, a PhD. Honorary PhD. I'm doing my second PhD in leadership. If it's merit, I get. I've been a directing staff. I've been a chief instructor. I've ruled a trade. I've led a trade. I've guided a trade. I'm a counselor to chiefs. Life is not merit. Life is mercy. So if you sit down there, oh, I've done. I might when I was a virgin. Why is my husband so this, this is you on your own, no? Is mercy. Is <laughs> mercy. Can you say mercy, Lord? <laughs> Jesus ignored her. The disciples came and complained. Now she's bothering us. Would you please take care of her? She's driving us crazy. Jesus refused, telling them, I've got my hands full, dealing with the lordship of Israel, meaning she was not in covenant. Then the woman came back to Jesus, went to her knees, and begged, Master, help me. But it's still not enough. He said, it's not right to take bread out of children's mouths and trade to dogs. Hey, hey. And she was quick. You are right, master. But beggar dogs do get... Beloved, eh? even when God is talking to you, you must be talking back. You must be talking, oh. That is why we are doing committing. Your heart must be established in grace so that you can talk back. If you are not talking, you are finished, though. And that's what this problem, these challenges, these trials, they are trying to do. To smush you, to, to, to squeeze you, to make you quiet. And you can't be quiet. You must speak. Can you say there is a mighty, mighty supply for me? <laughs> and God has exceeded all my expectations. Can you say I'm healed now? Can you say I'm rich now? Can you say I have my house now? Can you say I have my cars now? Can you say I have my money now? Can you say I have my visas now? Can you say doors are open unto me now? You must be speaking, no? This woman didn't just say, okay. Do you know some Christians are saying, okay? No, it's not okay. Oh. It's not okay for you to lose. It's not okay. Oh. <laughs> I love, let me tell you, I love Reverend O. He said he doesn't do anything except he wins. Me, that's my mindset O. My wife said I'm a sister, I don't do poker. It's because I can't win. If I will win, I go do them. Like this talking now, I feel talk. <laughs> if I talk, I they talk. Praise the Lord. Find the things you are, you are good at. Um, hammer life. Oh, it's mercy. I, oh, look at this beautiful verse 20. Jesus gave an old oh, woman, your faith is something else. What you want is what you get. Tell your neighbor, what you want is what you get. <laughs> tell your neighbor again, what you want is what you get. So uh, tell your neighbor, like one minute, tell them what you want. <laughs> I take my houses, I take my cars, I take my promotion, I take my money. In Jesus' mighty name, it is done. It is done. It is as simple as that. Glory! Hear me, hear me, hear me, hear me. Every affliction, every affliction and challenge is a call to depend on God. Actually, that's why I pray. 
Because prayer is my number one dependence on God. That's my default setting. I just turn to God. They came to meet Ezekiah. They say, arrange yourself. The, 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 the man of God was even very feeling very cool and fly. Say, king, arrange your affairs. If not, you don't die. Ezekiah didn't even argue with it. He just turned to God. And the, the, the man of God was going, and God sent him back. and tell him that I've counseled that order. I've given him 15 more years. I say, what you want is what you get. You have to be established in grace. So it's only in grace that you know how to negotiate. <laughs> because you know life is about mercy. So you don't come to God telling him that it's because I sowed seed more than I've ever sown before. Because I've prayed from bankman to bankman. Because I've done this or that. Nonsense. Life is about mercy. So you come to God and say, sir, you must do this thing. No, you must do this thing. Because Jesus has died and risen. That, that's the only reason I that's the only reason I advance before God. <laughs> Jesus has died and risen. And except you are telling me that all these men of God that I'm following with my life, with my resources, with my time are liars, except Jesus' work was a lie. Haba. Jesus said, I have victory. Jesus said, I'm more than a conqueror. Praise the Lord. Oh, and it is time for supernatural interventions. It's time for supernatural interventions. It's time for deliverance. So there are some things I learned in the last 11 months from the Bible and by experience. Praise the Lord. And that's why we're continuing in grace. Praise Jesus. Give me John chapter 1. John chapter 1, living Bible. Can you say I have victory? In every affliction and in every challenge. Can you say I have victory right now? I have victory over house rent. I have victory over school fees. I have victory in the office. I'm always, I always have victory. Hallelujah. Amen. So where are we reading now? Okay, from verse 8. John, one chap, uh, John chapter 1 from verse 8, living Bible. John himself was not the light. He was only a witness to identify it. Later on, the one who is the true light arrived to shine on everyone coming to the world. But although he made the world, the world didn't recognize him when he came. Even in his own land and among his own people, the Jews, he was not accepted. Only a few will welcome and receive him. But to all who received him, he gave the right to become children of God. And they, all they needed to do was to trust him to save them. Colossians, is it Colossians 2, 6? Was it Living Bible? It says the same way he trusted Christ, trusting for everyday's problems. Look for it, Colossians 2, 6. Can you say I've overcome? I have the victory now. Yes, Colossians 2, 6. And now, just as you trusted Christ to save you, trust him too for each day's problems. Live in vital union with him. That's continuing in grace. You, you, you know, you're not looking left or right. Your, your, your eyes is set as a flint. Praise the Lord. Because our warfare is accomplished. We have the victory and our sins are pardoned. Praise the Lord. So from the book of Job, five things I learned from um, Job 1. Leave, leave it in the Living Bible. Um, Job 1, 20 to 22. Yeah. Hallelujah. I love, I love the book of Job. I, I learned five things there. And then I learned five things by experience. I'll rattle th through them because... Um, I want to minister to some people. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Then Job stood up and tore his robe in grief and fell down upon the ground before God. And I, I came naked from my mother's womb, he said, and I shall have nothing when I die. The Lord gave me everything I had, and they were his to take away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And all of this, Job did not sin. You, you see, your, your, your default setting in any challenge as you have turned to God is to worship him. Yeah. It's to make him bigger than that challenge. And you worship him by keep doing what you've been doing. Coming to church, studying your Bible, praying in the Holy Ghost, fellowshipping as you do, breaking bread. Praise the Lord. Nothing should stop your worship. Nothing. Because all those things are small. You know, everything is subject to change. So nothing should stop your worship. Praise the Lord. You are the righteous. Can you say all my sins are forgiven? I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I'm the loved of God. I'm blessed. I'm helped. 
everything works together for my good. Do you believe the things you've just said? That if you know everything works together for your good, you will never fret. Never. Can you say everything works together for my good? Job 2, 9 and 10. Number two, refuse every foolish talk. And that's why I started with, it is not your fault that you are going through what you are going through. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. And even if it is your fault, so what? Praise the Lord. The younger son blew everything. He came back and he was not only restored, he was giving back everything. And yet he was in an old covenant. You, you are in the covenant of grace. Praise the Lord. I think it was some years ago that um, Pastor Dukwa was showing us in camp meeting that grace trumps, triumphs every sin. Grace is more than your misbehavior. Grace is more than your weaknesses. Grace is more, praise the Lord, than your disobedience. Grace is more. I say grace is more. And that's why we continue in grace. What, what God gave us was grace. So that all of us will make it. Praise the Lord. Can you say I have grace? So refuse every foolish talk. Oh. 9 and 10 says, um, his wife said to him, are you still trying to, to be godly when God has done you all this? Curse him and die. But he replied, you talk like some hidden woman. <laughs> refuse, refuse every nonsense talk. From nowhere, we were praying, doing camp meeting, uh, doing camp meeting prayers. And then um, words came. I believe the words. And one of it was that you are going to a snow, snow city. From nowhere, I got a trip to go to France. And two things, I, I, I believed God. One from Reverend's testimony and one from my personal testimony is that all my trips will be state-sponsored. I have done some trips with family. Oh boy, you know, funny. I prefer state-sponsored trips. <laughs> All my trips will be state-sponsored, and I'll always have upgrade. And then from nowhere, I just got a call that, ah, the big man just mentioned your name to follow us to France. And that's how I went to France. Yeah. Hallelujah. Fully sponsored. Fully sponsored. It's good for state to sponsor you. <laughs> and my entitlement, you see, that's why life is about my, my entitlement is economy, premium economy. And the guy gave us business class. Upgrade. We went to three cities in France. So I got back on. So in, as we were checking in to come back to Nigeria on Friday, praise the Lord. Very convenient trip. It didn't affect camp meeting. I'm here, praise the Lord. Amen. And I had plenty of money to do some good things. Amen. And as we were checking in, ah, the other guys, they were just wrapping. We're talking about about 10 people in the team. They were wrapping their bags. I mean, I, I said, what? I put a bloodline on my bag. And I'm going to go, don't be quick to say thank you. <laughs> I, put a, I put a bloodline on, on the bag and went to go and check it out. And everything was smooth. I was on time. No hurries, no stress. I know in business class, you have a waiting room. You need to try that waiting room. Praise the Lord. So, I got to Nigeria and we were receiving our bags and my bags didn't come. A business class, priority line. You see, on this earth, things go happen, no? <laughs> That's why you have to hold on to mercy. Refuse every nonsense talk. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's not your carelessness. I wasn't careless. Refuse every nonsense talk. I've sown my seed. Ah, Lord, I stood for you now. I said, ah, I bragged in you. Blah, blah. So what? Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, refuse every nonsense talk. All your righteousness are filthy rags. No matter what you want to brag about, they are filthy rags compared to the sacrifice of Jesus. Jesus was God in flesh. Came down upon the earth, beaten, insulted, killed inhumanely by the one he loved. What do you don't do? What rich waiting Jesus do? Praise the Lord. So tell your neighbor, refuse every nonsense talk. <laughs> Number three, insist on your righteousness. And it's only grace that can do that. 
That's why throughout this week, as you are being pumped with grace, you see yourself with a righteous mentality. Your mind is renewed. And then you are not walking about with any defeatist, with any complex, with any yamayama. Because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Give me Job 6, 29. Glory, NIV. Job 6, 29. Are we there? But reply, you talk like, no, no, no. Job 6, 29. Do you have NIV? Good. Relent. Do not be unjust. Reconsider for my integrity is at stake. I mean, Job didn't, oh, I love this Job. Give me Job 12, verse 4. Glory. Glory. Insist on your righteousness. You are righteous. Job 12, verse 4. I have become a laughingstock to my friends, though I called on God and he answered. A mere laughingstock, though righteous and blameless, how can and somebody in an old covenant say he's righteous and blameless? Our, our reverend is working hard to get us to say that we're absolutely flawless and some people are not even saying it. Can you say I'm absolutely flawless? Can you say I'm righteous? Can you say I'm blameless? You see, it will help you. It will save your life. Let me tell you, on this earth is a war of words. That's why Goliath, with all his effigy and all his resume, he didn't come to David with his size. <laughs> oh, God. Give me Joel 13, 18. Glory. Oh, insist on your righteousness. You are righteous. You know, do nothing. Even if you do wrong, and so what? You are not the first. You will not be last. Insist on your righteousness. Can you say I'm righteous? Now that I've prepared my case, I know I will be... Job was arguing with God. Job was insisting on righteousness before God. Old covenant. Kai. Praise the Lord. Can you say I'm righteous? Job 29, 14. Glory. You must insist on your righteousness. I put on righteousness as my clothing. Justice was my robe and my turban. Can you say I'm righteous? You know, time is working for me today. Number four, position yourself to hear God. It's your responsibility. Position yourself to hear God. All the way from Job 38 to Job 41, God was speaking. Position yourself to hear God. That's not the time to start running around to meet a man. No, 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 no. Position yourself to hear God. Shut everything down. And God speaks, praise the Lord. And you'll be comforted. Number five, give me Job 42. I think from verse five or so. Bless those who hurt or mistreat you. And this is the hardest part. And this is where some believers do interesting things. Now, because they've been hurt and everything, they want to be vexing with everybody. They want to be angry with everybody. They want to hate everybody. They want to kill everybody. Some people have been praying die-die prayers. And I'm wondering that what, is, what kind of confusion is that? We have... One mission statement. John 10.10 10 says, Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come to give life and life abundantly. If we've received grace, we must believe in grace. And unfortunately, some in the, in the body of Christ are not believing in grace. They want to kill everybody. They want uh, everybody to die. So every, everybody dies. You will go to heaven and now only you. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Matthew 5.43-44. Message translation. Glory. Give me a message. I, I prefer message translation. Oh, are you enjoying yourself? Yes, nothing do you. Tell your neighbor, nothing do you. The problem is not the problem. Simply depend on God. Can you say I depend on God? Oh, I, I love Matthew 5. I, it's, it's one of my prayer scriptures. I, I love Matthew 5. It's just so, such a beautiful verse. And, and sometimes I wonder whether people would read this thing. You see, you are familiar with the old written law, love your friend, and his unwritten companion, hate your enemy. I am challenging that. Who is challenging it? Who is our commander-in-chief? 
Okay, oh, I'm challenging that. I'm telling you to love your enemies, eh? Yes. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer. James 5.13 says, when you are afflicted, pray. James 5.16 says, the effect of heaven, prayer of a righteous man avails much. It makes power available. Dynamic in his walking. 17 says, he prayed, there was no rain. He prayed again and there was rain. Praise the Lord. Can you say, I respond? With the energies of prayer. For then you are walking out of your true selves, your God-created selves. This is what God does. He gives his best, the sun to warm and the rain to nourish to everyone, regardless the good and the bad. That's why some people that are waiting for people to fail. Now you, Sabio. The good and the bad, the nice and the nasty. If all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? <laughs> Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Any run of the mill sinner does that. In a word, what I'm saying is grow up. And that's the crux of Camp Meeting 2022. God wants us to grow up. God wants us to grow up. You see, it's time to start taking the cities. I didn't hear amen. amen. It's time to start lighting up those places. It's time to start setting fire and making things right. It is we the world is looking at. It is we the world is waiting for. Bible says that they are awaiting the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God. And you can never manifest outside of grace. In the world, what am I saying? Grow up. You are kingdom subjects. Now live like it. Live out your God-created identity. Live generously and graciously towards others. The way God lives towards you. Amen. Amen. Can you say I continue in grace? Hallelujah. So we behave like him. So from experience, what are the things I've learned? Affliction shall come and has plenty benefits. It has plenty benefits. It helps you to retrospect. It makes you to find what is real and important as well as appreciate the afflicted and discover true family and friends. It has so many benefits. In this time, I know the, some will have neither thought of that. Praise the Lord. Waiting concern me. They've said that uh, Shebi, he, he feels his, his stuff, he knows it all, blah, blah, blah. He's not promoted now, what can he do? Plenty things. I can worship God. I can get people saved. <laughs> I can get people filled in the Holy Ghost. I can increase my heavenly accounts. I can sow my seeds. I can honor the anointed. I can come to church. There's so many things I can do. Praise the Lord. Amen. I didn't want to say it before. It's only Pastor Mecca I've told. But let me say it now. Even if I don't get promoted now, I'm putting in my paper because I'm bigger than them. It's not pride. I'm not going to serve my junior. And I've told God, if I don't get my promotion now, thank God he has told the anointed and he has said I'm promoted. But if I didn't get it this year, she cannot end of the military. Praise the Lord. They will come and look for me. Amen. You, you say we are bigger. No, I'm, I'm not joking. We are bigger. You are bigger than that establishment. That establishment is saved because of you. Go to Isaiah 60. It says if they don't uh, submit to you, they die. We are preserving them and they don't know. Praise the Lord. Number two is that you are not alone. No, you are not alone. Because one of the things that challenges do is to make you seem it's only me that this is happening to. No, everybody has left me is a lie. You have God. Can you say I have God? Say so that we never leave you. I will never forsake you. So that you can boldly say that you are my helper. Can you say I have God? Can you say I have helper? God is my helper. You have family. Rev, the anointed, they keep speaking words over me. They keep praying and they are spoken again. Praise the Lord. But let me tell you, no shaking, no, and no shake, nothing. Let me tell you, the only thing that is important to me is Jesus. That's the only thing that is important to me. And, and you must get to that point so that you are negotiating. Because Christians are making it look like as if it's, that the, the job is their life. The, the, this, this thing is my life. No, it's not. Jesus is your life. We are doing them a favor being in the marketplace. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Without us, they perish. Yes, sir. No, I'm telling you, we are doing them a favor. And we, we must come out of this victim mentality and start asserting our place. 
Can you say, I believe grace? And I continue in grace. So you are not alone, no. You have God. You have family. You have the anointed. You have Abba. I beg. Number three, God's word is priceless. Oh, my God. When I go through those, those prophecies, there's a mighty, mighty supply. There, 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 there are thrones that have been made for me in blood. <laughs> Rivers in dry places. I eat in plenty and I'm satisfied. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Find God's word. It's priceless. I mean, I drink this word. I listen to messages and I'm just excited about God. I go to church. Kai. Reverend Moses and Pastor Tukwe have been doing us good with Pastor Jessica and Pastor Ken. Praise the Lord. Amen. Number four. Choose to be your best irrespective of the heart. Choose to be your best. I gave them a parade they've never seen before in my new unit. Turned around things, giving them systems. Make them know saying that they are lost. And they've said it that they regret it. Give me Daniel 6.4. I say you are bigger. No, did you hear me? You are bigger. You are bigger than that relationship. Hey, listen to my sisters. Don't allow any boy, to, a man to treat you like a boy. He's a boy. For him to be treating you like yeah, yeah, he's a boy. Don't allow any yeah, yeah boy to treat you anyhow. You are the king's kid. Praise the Lord. Can you say I'm bigger? Daniel 6.4. See, see, see them, see the bad people. You see, this made the other presidents and governors very jealous. And they began searching for some fault in the way Daniel was handling his affairs. So that they could complain to the king about him. But they could not find anything to criticize. <laughs> he was faithful and honest and made no mistakes. And that's why the world doesn't bring merit. Because they know that if they bring merit, you will overqualify. But it's good. It's good. We love mercy. Can you say I love mercy? Number five. Every affliction is part of the plan and process for growth, for maturity, for lifting, and for elevation. In Acts 7, 9, and 10, so many things didn't look right with Joseph. His own brothers betrayed him. They sold him. He went through a treacherous and torturous journey as a slave. Somebody that was a prince. He got to Potiphar's house when he thought there was reprieve. Everything was looking good. Then all of a sudden, the Bobo's wife started eyeing him. And of course, he's a covenant person. <laughs> he couldn't do wrong. And then he was thrown in prison. I mean, it seemed as if everything was getting well. But this guy remained his best. So irrespective of how the world is treating you, remain your best. Irrespective of how people are treating you, remain your best. And the Bible says in Acts 7, 9, and 10 that his brothers hated him, but God was with him. Can you say one? one. Two, God delivered him. Can you say two? two? Three, God gave him favor with those who matter. Can you say three? Four, God gave him wisdom to accomplish every task. Can you say four? four. And five, God promoted him. Amen. I say promotion has come for us. Amen. Can you say God is with me? Amen. God has delivered me. God has given me favor with those who matter. God has given me wisdom to accomplish every task. Can you say I'm promoted? So in it all, in it all, we count it all joy and receive the unimaginable blessings that come. We are more than conquerors and enjoy victory in affliction. We continue in grace when afflicted or in trouble because we know and we walk in the fullness of God like Jesus. As God does, we do. As we hear God, we speak. And that's the answer. It truly gives double for every trouble. It truly gives double for every shame. There are beauty for ashes for us. We have testimonies for every trial. It makes us known nationwide in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Can you rise to your feet? Hallelujah. Glory! P.O.P. help me. I have like five minutes. I have like five minutes from the rising of the sun to the setting of the sun. So three groups of people I want to minister to. You've not passed through affliction. You've never been hurt or challenged. 
I pray for you that you will be equipped with everything you need because it will come. <laughs> On this earth, all of us suffer persecutions except you are not in Christ. So receive strength. Can you say I receive strength? And then you are going through affliction. You are going through affliction. Receive strength to pass through victoriously and with testimonies. Can we just pray in the Holy Ghost in the Holy Ghost for these people? You are going through affliction right now. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive grace. Receive help. Receive counsel. Receive encouragement. Understand that the trouble is not the trouble. The problem is not the problem. And your default setting is God. Oh, just turn to God. Receive strength. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. But this last group of people, I want you to come out because if you don't deal with it, it will ruin you. And it is those who have been hurt and bitter. You need to forgive. You need to forgive. You need to forgive. Because the end of our the end of the trial and the process is strengthened faith and unconditional love. That's the end of it. My father left when I was three, but I had to forgive him. And we had a great relationship. He even became a pastor and a past. And so me, I don't grab my own promise so that I will live a long life. I don't even need to pray about it because I've honored my parents. Praise the Lord. So you need to forgive. You need to forgive those who have hurt you. So are you here and you've experienced disappointment? You've experienced shame? You've experienced disgrace? You need to forgive. You need to forgive. So that you can see what God wants you to see. So that you can take what God wants you to take. So that like Joseph, you will get to the end and be all that God wants you to be. In the mighty name of Jesus. So just come out. The anointed are here. will lay hands on you. If you are hot, you are struggling with forgiving, come. Come, come and receive help. Come and receive help. Yes. It's okay to cry, but that cry means nothing if God doesn't help you. You have been cast aside. You have been treated roughly, badly. Restoration has come. Conversation has come. Sing Adonai. You have to forgive. 